So for me, uh, I thought that was the brightest point of this weekend was seeing the defense find some find finally hit their stride. And then the offense be able to hit some adversity and then climb out of it. Yeah. I, I thought their ability to finish, their ability to eventually run the ball, their ability to get their, their playmakers to the ball in space a couple times to really spark some drives and finish them was, was good. They'll be up this week. They'll definitely be up. Got the whiteout rolling through Happy Valley. Iowa's coming into town. Always a tough opponent. I don't really care what their pass has been in this season, last season. Big Ten play, as we just saw, it's always going to be tough until it isn't. Quarterback sneak, right side, touchdown, and state! Yo, guys, we got the merch. We have hats, shirts, goodies, we got it all. Make sure you hit the link in the description. Check it out. You guys keep buying the merch. It allows us to produce this pod and continuing to bring you guys dope content. So go check it out. Make sure you tag us at State Media PSU. And when you get yours, make sure you shout us out. We'll give you a shout out online. Check it out. I'm looking forward to the support, and we appreciate you guys as always. Back again. Pocket, baby. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hack, my guy. How are you doing, brother? good man we're virtual which is a little weird i'm gonna i'm gonna have to get used to this i'm gonna try not to talk over you too much <laughs> nah, nah, but um fine. yeah yeah i think i think we'll figure this out yeah i do miss being in the basement though looking at the duck the deer and everything else you got, got a little bit of everything <laughs> got a little bit of everything i got i gotta I get up there on their toes. <laughs> i gotta get up there with you uh one of these days bro come on dude never been never I'm been to take people I'm from okay. the sticks, from the sticks to South Jersey, never been hunting. I've had boys, you know, skip that first week of, or not first week, that a hunting first, week. Yeah, buck week in buck Jersey. Week, buck is? week in Jersey is the big thing. Yeah, Was yeah. it in the spring? I feel like I remember guys taking, nah. when is it, fall, spring? Yeah, it's like winter. It's usually like okay. December sometime. I was no dudes take that week off. Yeah, where you been at? He's like, I've been up 3 a.m., perched up. <laughs> Doing my thing. <laughs> Try to put meat on the table. Um, that's funny as hell. What's been up, dude? Not much, man. Chilling, working, grinding up and down Jersey, South Jersey, North Jersey. Was, uh, was down South Jersey at my folks watching a game on Saturday against Illinois. It was, uh, a little shaky in the beginning, but I knew we'd figure things out. And, um, I'm glad it was a, it was a good test, you know, opening Big Ten on the Big Ten conference, uh, games on the road again. There's a lot of people teed off, which I uh, definitely need to talk with the commission about. Yeah. But, uh, we'll have to get that figured out sooner or later. Yeah, that's uh, that's been a longstanding tradition for the Big Ten to schedule Penn State <laughs> away opening up in the Big Ten. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is nuts. But I, th- I thought we've handled it well mm-hmm. historically. Um, uh, shoot, man, let's get right into it. We spoke a little bit. What'd you, what'd you see from this past week against the Illini? Listen, dude, I um offense was a little bit slower than I expected. And for the amount of talent that they have outside, you know, we talked about the wide receiver room being a question mark for us and having answered some of those questions early on in this early on this year. Um I thought the amount of one on one opportunities Illinois came out, they loaded the box, 
they did a combination of man coverage, single high three with like sometimes some man principles, but there was a lot of one-on-one opportunities. Uh, It just seemed like Penn state was maybe caught off guard by that. Um, You know, Drew, Drew had to pull himself out of it. I thought he made some great throws when he needed to, but ultimately it goes back to what we talked about with the defense and finding an identity. I mentioned, I want to see this defense flying around, creating turnovers and creating short, uh, short fields for the offense and being able to pick a dude off five times and, and force a fumble. And, you know, anytime you get five turnovers, you're <laughs> going to put yourself in a really good position to win the game. Um, so for me, uh, I thought that was the brightest point of this weekend was seeing the defense find some, find, finally hit their stride. And then the offense be able to hit some adversary and then climb out of it. Yeah. Uh, I, I I just think they got, again, I keep going back to it. I think they got too many weapons. I think it's so hard to prepare for them. Like, in Illinois, let's be honest, dude. It's hard as hell to get up for a game in that stadium. And I'm not going to make excuses for them, but. 11 a.m. kickoff time and from coming from the East Coast. Yeah, man, it's it's tough. So I thought their ability to finish, their ability to eventually run the ball, their ability to get their their playmakers to the ball in space a couple times to really spark some drives and finish them was was good. Yeah, for sure. And I remember like, everything you just said. You were texting during the game about some of the looks you were seeing and what uh, Drew and the offense kind of has to do to obviously get their pull their bootstraps up for themselves that game. And they did it. They did it. Yeah. As you said, it was a good test, man. It was a good test. It's, you know, it, not once they get smacked around, but get smacked in the face a little bit. Uh, Big Ten play, that'll do that, regardless of who the opponent is, where it is. That's honestly the beauty of the Big Ten. And as we saw across the landscape of college football, a lot of these games were tougher than many people expected. What's, you know what's, what's your funny take on about that, that B? Yeah. You know what's funny about that, B, is I, I, I have to go back and look at it, and I meant to do it, but I feel like week three is always a trip-up week for across the country. And – you know how it is in the league, right? They talk about the four quarters, right? You yep. have four games, four games, four games, four games. Now they got the extra one. I don't really know what they do with that. But, <laughs> okay. you know, you talk you usually usually talk about the season in quarters, though, right? And for us, it's three-week or three-game intervals. And I feel like it's almost always that third week, the three, six, and then usually the nine and 12, whatever. Like, things are figured out by then. But usually week three and week six always present problems. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you know, Alabama struggled. They're still trying to find a guy, a quarterback. Um, you know, a, a few teams answered questions. I thought Ohio State answered questions. Um, but, yeah, people were in dogfights. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, bringing it back to Penn State, that kid that Illinois got on the D-line, Newton, Newton, number four, Yeah, I know they talked about him the whole time on the broadcast, but if you just listen to that on, on silent, on mute and watch that kid play. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was disruptive as hell. I mean, yeah. he's a legit player. For sure. For sure. And that's a good test for this old line. I mean, yeah, that, that kid, he'll be playing on Sunday somewhere. And shoot, just getting back to my take on the whole, like, this landscape of college football, a lot of these tough games. And Ohio State, they definitely answered questions, but it was tight for a little bit. Yeah. I look at the, the transfer portal, man. A lot of these schools are getting athletes that they may not have gotten before through recruiting. And I think that changes things, man. Just, you know, as we know, college football, you get one athlete, especially at quarterback or any one of these positions, yeah. they can kind of wreck a game or make a game. And I kind of love it. I mean, 
as we're going to broaden this bracket out, things are going to get shaken up uh, over these next, you know, foreseeable future. Well, bro, it's funny you talk about that because just some of the guys that used to be at Penn State when we were there and are now in the coaching world, and you start talking to them, like Tommy Galt, who was yep. a GA up there, he's now out of coaching. But when he was at University of Tennessee Chattanooga, he was talking about their whole recruiting plan. And it's like they're spending more time in the transfer portal than they are recruiting seniors in the high school crop. So the one thing I've always said is I think that what it's going to do is it's going to disperse talent because at the end of the day, kids want to play. And in our game, I kind of have a a hem and hawn moment when people talk about, oh, like, you know, sit, learn, earn your stripes. Like, no, dude, like when you're in football, like there's some scenarios where sitting and learning works and pays off and helps out. But at the end of the day, like you have to play and you have to be in the flow and the rhythm state of the game um, to be a contributor. So kids are, kids are no longer willing to go sit for two or three years when they know they could go down the street or, you know, back home and get on a, get on a roster that needs some help and be an immediate impact player. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of football to be played, a lot of schools out there. And ultimately, as we know, to get, you know, make that dream come true at the next level. I mean, it helps when you come from a power five or one of the big name schools, but if you're a baller, you're a baller, man. It doesn't really matter. So I love that. I love that aspect. Penn State, you know, gutted it out, figured it out. And that's, as you said, being in the game, being in that flow state, making, figuring things out as you go is, is how the great teams are built. And I mean, I believe we'll, we're growing to become one of those great teams and it's all just in the bucket of experience, man. Yeah. Keeping in the bucket. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, I think obviously it's big. And again, it's early week three. Um, (laughs) You know, I, I just, I'm such a, I know we keep hitting that point, but I, I'm such a firm believer in middle of the year, you really start to hit your stride and define who you are. You got it. You got to take a couple in the chin. And like I said, I think the amount of adversity that they faced early wasn't insurmountable and the way they reacted is a positive sign. And I said it in the mailbag Monday. I'm probably more optimistic. You look on Twitter, man. It was like apocalypse. Right, right, right. People are like, oh, this <laughs> Iowa game is going to be friggin' six to two, like mm-hmm. a baseball score. Like, no, nah, man. Like these guys, these guys got juice. Right. They still scored thirty points. What that streak's going now for? However many games. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. So I, I'm not concerned in the least bit. I mean, as you said, week three, a lot of things going on. These kids are settling in the school. Body's yeah. taking a few hits now. Three weeks of, uh, you know, facing an opponent, hitting you uh, as hard as they can. So a lot of different variables, but they'll be up this week. They'll definitely be up. We've got the whiteout rolling through Happy Valley. Iowa's coming into town. Always a tough opponent. I don't really care what their past has been in this season, last season. Big Ten play, as we just saw, it's always going to be tough until it isn't, So. Looking forward to this whiteout, man. It'd be big. The guys will be amped up for this one. It's uh, it's a spectacle for sure. Bro, you know some funny stuff always happens on whiteouts. <laughs> it's it's overtimes. It's special teams plays. Like something rears its ugly head. It is early, um, I think traditionally speaking, but yeah, I think it's going to be good. This Iowa team, with the addition of Cade, I think gives them some stability and a little bit more of a playmaker at that position than they had last year. I think you've seen some results from that with them being able to put up some points. I think they put up 41. There was some in garbage time last week, but they put up 41. 
they put up 41 and they scored 20 or something in the first week and, you know, maybe something similar to that in the second week. But um, they're going to need to play their brand of ball um, to have a shot this week. I think if they come in and and get down a couple scores and have to play catch up, you know, possessing the ball, playing good defense, hoping you get some turnovers and some short fields for your offense and winning the time of possession battle, battle like I said, and turnover battle. Um, if they get outside of that, you know, down two scores, three scores, I think it's going to be a long night for them. Yeah. Talk about bringing their brand to this game. Are we kind of, are we, I know we said this early, but are we seeing our brand, Penn State's brand of football? Has that been displayed? I think I'll say from a defensive standpoint, I don't think it's going to be, or it is a bend but don't break defense. It's a, you know, splash or like dash type of defense. As we see the turnovers are coming now, if it's kind of not that, then I don't think it's going to be too much of a bend but don't break. I think we'll just create uh, explosive plays defensively. I think that's what it is, man. It's a live and die by the three ball on defense. I think we're good enough to play a bendy type of defense for a while, but I don't think we can sustain it for four quarters. I think Manny, A, gets antsy, which I don't blame him when you have that many athletes. Like, you want to try to create some explosives, right? The gun is Um, At all times. So I think defensively they're closer to their identity than I think the offense is. Mm Mm-hmm. What's interesting is it's a blessing and a curse when you have so many weapons on offense that you can almost be a jack of all trades and a master of none. Mm-hmm. And I keep going back to the run game as Binky. the foundation. It's the binky. It's the foundation of this offense. And the one thing that I noted that I think that they could have done a little bit more early in this Illinois game, they did it. The one drive going in the red zone, it was like second and eight or something like that. They threw a screen to Catron and he he had some room to go. But like, rather than lining up and saying like, all right, here we go, we're gonna keep just beating you, beating you, wearing you down. Right. Maybe get maybe start mixing in some of those misdirection type screen games early, first second downs. Give the D line something to think about, so they're not necessarily pinning their ears back on on rundowns and uh, present things differently. So, yeah. To answer that question. I think they have an identity. I think they can come out and do what they need to do and impose their will. But I think really figuring out what Drew does well, what Drew sees well, is is the question mark because we haven't seen enough of it. Yeah. So yeah. once once they start getting in a flow of that, and then you know what 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 can they expose defensively from the opponent each week? I think that that's only going to continue to grow and and zero in as as the year goes on. Yeah, for sure. I mean. And that's why I appreciate these tough, these tough bouts. I mean, the figuring it, figuring it out. And that's what you just spoke on. Cause there's only one, one way to do it and that's through it. So I appreciate it all. Man. <laughs> yeah. They got to play some ball. Yeah. So with that, let's welcome in a guy who knows a little bit about playing some ball at Penn state. Um, you know, the guy, the guy threw for about 10,000 yards, 77 touchdowns, <laughs> rushed for another 1,700 yards, 30 touchdowns. He gave me about two and a half years to enjoy some records and then broke them, but that's, how, but that's how it's supposed to be. Um, Trace McSorley, uh, one of my, one of my, uh, favorite guys I ever played with. Um, and let's, let's see what he's got to say about, uh, these Hawkeyes and his, his experience and what he's up to now. T-Mac, my guy. What's up, brother? Been a minute. How's everything going? Good, man. 
Can't complain too much. Just having fun, hanging out, trying to uh, stay stay in shape, stay ready to go in case something happens. But right now, just uh, hanging out. Nice, nice. Oh, man, yeah, that's good stuff. Where you at? Where you at with it right now? Uh, I'm actually right now. I'm in State College. Uh, I, I drove up here today. Uh, gonna hang out here this week, work out, and then we're gonna do the whiteout this weekend. Uh, so take advantage of the freedom I have for the first Brand time. New gym as well. Exactly, trying to see what that looks like. They got the, they got everything: new gym, new sleeping room, training room, all type of uh, everything. Yeah it's, yeah, it's completely different from last time we were there. Oh man, yeah, that's good stuff. So for those of you that don't know Trace, uh, you've been living under a rock. Uh, Trace did own, after I owned, pretty much every passing record at Penn State. And uh, then Cliff came in after seven years and got you. But um, yeah, he's been a great ambassador of the program and super stoked to have him on. And as you know, he's playing the game right now, uh, hoping to catch back on and and we're all pulling for him. But uh, while we got you, uh, what's been up? You know, what's, what's, what's up with this team and... Uh, what do you think of this this Penn State team this year, and what's your opinion? You know, we got we got some fan questions for you, and so we're gonna we're gonna keep this light. But what's your what's your thought process so far three weeks in? Uh, so far from just like watching the games, it's it's a uh, it's very promising. It feels like it feels like this team's got a ton of potential. Um, it's really a matter of if they just kind of put it together, uh, and they can kind of get on a run and and keep it going through multiple weeks of season and. In the landscape of college football now, it's that's 12, 13 weeks. You got to put it all together. So, you know, I think there's a ton of potential. Got a ton of talent. Defenses. I mean, they got, just came off the Illinois game with five turnovers. Um, you know, kind of as offensive player, wasn't maybe the, I feel like fans think like it was awful the last couple of weeks. But I mean, when your defense getting five turnovers, you got short fields. It's like you're not going to be putting up a ton of yards. Um, but, you know, they came in first Big Ten game on the road. Came out with the dub. Um, you know, this would be a great week for them to kind of come out, show up, and kind of get on a roll that they're going to need to get on here. For sure, for sure. She opened up on the road, Big Ten play again, I think. Was it 10 seasons straight? Nine seasons straight? Is that? Is that? Yeah, I, I wasn't aware either until everyone let me know about it. Yeah, I wouldn't know that Definitely, either. Definitely, uh, I don't know. We're getting a short end of the stick when it comes to Big Ten play <laughs> with that. Someone call the commission. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. So with that, are there any guys left up there that were there when you were there? Uh, I don't think there are. I think last year was the only team that had a guy that I had still played with. Now with like the COVID year and everyone, there might've been someone that still slipped through and, and there, but not that I can remember. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> is that not crazy when you go back and you're like man there is nobody on this team that i know even remotely close no yeah that's gonna be wild yeah i think I'll, i'm gonna go over there at some point and, and see those guys and yeah the fact that i'll know no one on that team is gonna be weird that'd be great though man get in front of those guys they've i know for a fact they've seen a bunch of your tape and coaches still play it and highlights and things like that so mm-hmm. that's would be big Big for you and those guys. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be good. So focusing in on this Iowa game, uh, this is a team I didn't play during my tenure up there. You played Ference three mm-hmm. times, right? 
two, yeah. two or two, two or three times. Yeah. So, uh, what type of challenges do they bring? Like to me, they're a bend don't break defense. Yeah. They force turnovers, but they don't do anything super exotic. They're very mm-hmm. uh, sound, gap sound. Uh, they know their job. So when you're preparing for the for for this this game, and you're Drew, and you're sitting with Yersich going through the game plan, like what's your mindset? Um, yeah, I, th- I think I think you can give a little bit more perspective than I ever could in this situation facing Kirk Ferentz. Yeah, I mean, you kind of said it like this team in Iowa, especially on defense. You know what you're going to get. You're going to get the same coverages that they've ran for years, same blitzes, but they're going to be super sound, like gap sound. They're not going to be letting guys run free. Um, and, and that's the thing. They they play what they play really well, and they let the other team make the mistakes. Um, trying to get too greedy, trying to get tired, taking a profit, force a throw down the field deep, and you know they take advantage of it, make plays on the ball, interceptions fumbles, things like that. So, you know, the biggest thing that I would say when I go through the game plan is, all right, what are my favorite, like, just move the ball plays? And that's where we're going to be living for most of this game. And then as you kind of be able to get through those plays, being able to realize and find the shots that you like based off of what they're giving you, what they're presenting you, and being able to call those. And if you call them and, you know, they're playing soft, you don't get them on it then you find your check down or whatever, keep it positive the entire game, keep taking the check down, keep taking the positive play. And then eventually you kind of just have to wait for the big play to come to you. You can't try and force against these guys because that's what they want you to do. Yeah. I thought, I thought Drew did a good job of that uh, against Delaware. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought that unit struggled this week against the heavy box. Just a mix of three kind of like a blended three with man principles and cover one at times. But they definitely have the guys to win in those situations, and I'm curious to see how they make the adjustment um, against a, a very long-standing team with an identity in terms of uh, identity uh, with that. Yeah, with that, you have probably one of the most epic drives in Penn State history at Iowa. I want to talk about that a bit, and then... Uh, Dive into the whiteout and what this group can expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've elaborated on that, but I wanted to get your perspective on those two things. Uh, I know, kind of a two tiered question there. Uh, got you. Uh, so, first one you were talking about just the the Iowa game that drive. Um, that really just when I think about that game. You talk about like them being a bend don't break defense. That was the epitome of that game. Like we drove the ball up and down the field, had a couple like turnovers in the red zone. Um, but I still think like at the end of the game we put up four hundred plus yards, like but we were only able to score nineteen total points or what twenty one, whatever it ended up being. And like that was the epitome of that entire game. Like so much frustration on the sidelines. You know, that atmosphere Personally, it was the best atmosphere I, I ever played in, like an away game. And so just everything kind of compounded on it. And then it came down to that one last drive. And we knew, like, we moved the ball up and down the field. We just could never score touchdowns. And, of course, it's the same thing. It comes down. We moved the ball down the field well, but it comes down to a fourth and four with five seconds left. Uh, you know, even the first three plays, we weren't able to punch it in, couldn't figure it out. 
Um, but then, you know, Jawan ran a great route and the you know, same thing. We, you know what you're going to get in those situations with Iowa. Uh, so we were able to kind of draw something up on the sidelines in a timeout and knew what we were going to get. Came out, sure enough, had not, you know, they ran what we expected them to and Jawan ran a great route, got the guy. Um, and all I remember when I threw that was I throw it and I see Ham cutting like he had won quick on the other side. And in my head, I'm like, Ham, don't touch it. Please don't touch it. Like, don't get in the way of it. And, then, you know, luckily enough, it, it got by him and hit Juwan. Wait, wait, so that play was off the cuff? Like, sideline drew, yeah, drew it, was, it up? Yeah, it was It was a uh, a play that we had ran a bunch. Um, like, we had ran just, like, smash a corner flat uh, a bunch that game. And they, we just came, like, corner and go. Like, Juwan kind of leaned to the corner and there was run a post. So it wasn't, like, a completely drawn up. Just like, you know, like I say, you're going to have to make adjustments in game. It was just an adjustment we made, but we made it in that moment. Yeah. Before we get to the whiteout one, uh, do you do you know that you, you probably single-handedly uh, were the reason why Iowa fans are so triggered uh, by putting the ball into the seventh row of the upper deck? You know, 100%. Yeah, I, I definitely know. They still hate me. Um, I'll never forget the just array of boos that – echo out in that stadium after I did that. Um, I, I still think a couple of the Iowa guys still have some ill will towards me on it as well. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. I loved every second of it. Uh, you could hear a pin drop in that stadium, and then you dropped a freaking boo bomb on the place. <laughs> I mean, when well, you... No, well, no, I did it after we beat Ohio State, too. Um, but, like, the camera cut away. Like, no one really saw it. Um, but that one... Everyone saw. You got people from Iowa pissed off at you. Still, you did something big. Those are generally yeah. nice. Yeah. nice. <laughs> oh, they're the nicest people, too. <laughs> Except for that one guy. Yeah. There's always that one guy in the group. Yeah, hey, there's always one. Always. Uh, well, Nine, I uh, appreciate your time. Enjoy it. My wife and I were up there with my son, Hayes, for Delaware. I'm coming back from Michigan. Hopefully you're not unemployed at that time and playing somewhere and working. Yeah. But if you are, looking forward to catching you up there. And yeah, um, with the next week or two, you'll have to come down and uh, we'll get out and play my course. Yeah. No, we're, we've been spending some time in Jersey. So, yeah, when I'm uh, when I'm out there, I'll let you know. Oh, yeah, you're, you're, you're a South Jersey guy by marriage now, too. I'm, st- huh? I'm, I'm, st- I'm starting to get ingrained into the South Jersey culture now and, She's she's got us looking at some houses, maybe like maybe we're gonna you know be making a move up there at some point. It's that's, that's how it goes. I love it. As a Virginia boy that fell for a oh, Jersey girl, guys, Virginia boys. Yeah, yeah. It's not as bad as you think. Yeah, no. I mean, we've been spending time up there the last few summers, really. Um, I mean, I love it there, so it's been great. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't play around with the idea if I didn't think I'd actually be comfortable with it and I would enjoy it. So. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see where, where life takes us, but, um, now we're, we, I became much more South Jersey. 609, baby. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tough to beat the Jersey Shore. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, man. No, definitely appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, Bubba. Uh, we need, we need to get you down here in the basement live next time. Virtual today, a little different vibe, but, uh, yeah. We will maybe have a few, uh, pops, you know, adult beverages gotcha. and, uh, See if anyone's <laughs> delivering late night. <laughs> only way we do it, man. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Guys. That was great. Right. That was great.
Thank you, Trace, for joining the pocket. Always good to hear you. And like you said before, we'll uh, we'll circle back with him for sure. He's he's played a lot of football, a lot of Penn State football. There's definitely a lot more to expound on. Uh, we'll definitely get him back on. No doubt. Nine's the best. Yo, guys, we got the merch. We have hats, shirts, goodies. We got it all. Make sure you hit the link in the description. Check it out. You guys keep buying the merch. It allows us to produce this pod and continuing to bring you guys dope content. So go check it out. Make sure you tag us at State Media PSU. And when you get yours, make sure you shout us out. We'll give you a shout out online. Check it out. Looking forward to the support. And we appreciate you guys as always. Touched on on the intro, but I'm always I'm always intrigued to see and hear about people's experiences in Happy Valley and the whiteout and that environment. Because I think we take it for granted yeah. as a home team. Yeah, you know? we definitely do. Definitely do. I mean, when every home game is one of the best environments you've been in, you kind of definitely lose sight of that a little bit. And I love what he said, man. He told his guys when he was a senior, just soak it all in, being in the moment. And that, I think that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. Sure. You very rarely get that out of old heads. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, man, looking forward to this game, this matchup. Whiteout may or may not see me up there. Uh, we'll see about that, but definitely Wait, be you're tuned not, in. You're not sneaking up? I may sneak up. I don't know. I don't know. It's, uh, you're still mobile and agile. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> definitely be tuned in, though. Um, how can you not with this team this year, man? I'm just. So much opportunity. There's a lot of opportunity out there. We touched on the landscape of college football right now. Alabama is, you know, figuring things out, which we're not used to seeing. First time in a while. Yeah. Uh, and Saban actually just, um, he renamed Melrose the uh, quarter, the start, at least for yeah. this week, uh, which, yeah. and based on what we saw, I think it's not a bad decision. Yeah, I think that's their best shot. Um, you know. We'll see how it plays out. You know, we we talked about a few of these teams. Tennessee, you know, hit a, hit a road bump. Florida mm-hmm. came in there and – or, well, they went into the swamp and yep. couldn't come out with another win, which hasn't happened in forever. So, yeah, it's – um. Georgia, South Carolina was in a battle for a bit. Georgia yep. pulled Texas away. Texas but... struggled with Wyoming for a little bit too. <laughs> Florida State was in a tussle with BC. Week three, man. You said it. Week three. Yeah, I'll tell you, man. Week three will get you. <laughs> Definitely will, um, man. With that, dude, let's jump into some mailbag. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Appreciate you guys again hitting the mailbag up. This has been great, honestly. And I, we say it every week, but there's so many good ones. You know, we're not going to get everyone, but keep shooting, keep bringing them in, and um, we'll get to it. You want me to kick it off? You want to kick it off? Yeah, bro. Yeah, you can kick it off. Oh man, let's go. Okay, let's let's start Penn State first. We got a lot here. Not all of them are Penn State. A lot of just college football in general. We'll get to those, some of those. But let's start Penn State. Uh, let's go with <laughs> – okay, this is more for you, Hack. This is Matt McGloin's ego. <laughs> Can you talk what about – those Penn State burner accounts? <laughs> right. We have to get McGloin on here to see if it's, it's him or not, see if he'll admit it's to it. It's probably Matt. <laughs> Uh, he says, can you talk about how often in games you had to throw the ball without your preferred finger placement on the laces? How much of an impact does that make when making a throw or deciding on what throw to make? Pretty detailed question. <laughs> yeah, it is a detailed question. Very technical. I think if you're thinking about it, it becomes a problem. But if you're not thinking about it, it's not a problem. Hmm. 
and that's pretty as simple. That's pretty simple as it is. I know a lot of a lot of people overhype that, but kids nowadays playing in the spread systems, like there's so much catch throw, facilitate, playing point guard. I don't think it. I don't think it makes as much of a difference as, um, you know, the more traditional like straight drop back guys. I mean, I never, I didn't throw for ten thousand yards, but I've always been a no laces kid just growing up. So <laughs> I think I would have transferred to the game well. Yeah, <laughs> um, some burn. Yeah, I think actually someone asked that. I don't know if it's in here, but someone asked on Twitter, "What position would you, I guess, preferred or think you could have played?" Uh, it was my guy Meek thirty seven oh six. You he got said, uh, Yeah, if you guys had oh, the skill go. set, what position would you have wanted to play other than the ones that you played in college? Mm, I can answer that easy. Obviously, yeah. I was just talking about quarterback, but I always say, "No cap, give me." Give me just two more inches of height. I would have been all American tight end. Bro, I was gonna say the same thing, dude. I want to play tight end. Or uh I always had a fantasy in high school. My high school coach would let me get reps in practice, but he'd never let me get let me play in the game. Was at safety. Mm. Like, you know, like back when Seahack was lean, like two oh five, two ten. Rangy rangy would have been rangy. Rangy. You know, deceptively fast. <laughs> that would have been me at tight end, deceptively fast. <laughs> I oh, mean, Brenneman made it. It looked like he was pulling a piano yeah, against yeah. Wisconsin. So. He scooted though. He, he skated. Yeah. All right, let's go. Let's go. Uh, let's go. A little broad view. Uh, let's go. Why did Jay Norvell not go for it on fourth and two on the Colorado's forty-five? Streets say he lost in the game. This is Colorado State's head coach in the. Colorado State versus Colorado, 2 a.m. bout that I think we all stayed up to watch. Yeah. Um, I mean, shit, dude. You're talking that cash money shit coming into it. Like, might as well put up and shut up. But I will say this, in defense of all coaches, um, heat of the moment, those decisions, when you're sitting here being able to analyze it and – and say, you know, hey, should have done this, should have done that, would have, should have, could have, hindsight 2020. It's always, it's a tough position to be in. Right. Um, so to answer that, I don't really know. I tend to lean more on the side of uh, big stones and let's go do it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I guess I mean, he I wasn't feeling, wasn't feeling frisky. I think there's almost two sides to that because for me, it's like, put it on the defense. You know, we'll make the smart decision and trust our defense to do what needs to be done. But it is tough. Obviously, in hindsight, it's, oh, go for it. But, you know, they don't make it, fumble, whatever, just get stopped. It's, oh, why didn't you make the the right decision, the smart decision? So I get it. Yeah. Um, but as you said, there was a lot of talking going on. <laughs> and I'm just, honestly, I'm just glad that game was a great thing to watch. It was college football at its finest. Yeah. Or Sanders once again, another uh, big week. Well, they got they got some big ones coming up. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. That defense, Colorado's defense, is what's going to make or break them. For this. Yeah, I'm all sure. in on the offense. The kid, uh, Travis Hunter, I hope he heals up. He got hurt. That was sad to see. But yeah, yeah. Damn, damn, lacerated last liver, liver, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I figured that when he came in and went back out. It was something midsection, yeah, which is scary. That's that's scary. It had a punctured lung. Yeah, I yeah, that's like rib cage related. That's definitely scary. So, hope he heals up. And uh, let's get to. Yeah, we hit Meek. 
uh, we kind of touched on this. Um, so Joe Benz, Benz, uh, I hope you watched the pod and see Tracer's uh, answer to this, but he says, is Trace aware of how post-game punt and 2018-hour game got their fan base triggered? Then he says, what fan base in Big Ten talks the most? Who do you take the most pride in silencing? And do players know the history of games in Big Ten? I'll start. I can start. I'll yeah. start working backwards. Do guys know the history of Big Ten? I think only but so much, honestly. Nowadays, unless you grew up a fan of whatever team you're playing for, these kids are from all over the country. Probably could have grew, grew up an Ohio State fan, but obviously ended up at Penn State or anywhere really. I don't think not so much, honestly. I'll give it four or five year window. Maybe when they were in high school as a recruit, they may remember, but anything past yeah, yeah. that, maybe not. Uh, yeah, I'll, says, I'll jump on the next one. The silencing. Next one. I'll jump on the next yeah. one. Silencing. Michigan fans by far, man. Hmm. Uh, didn't get to do it much. I did it once, but um, yeah, Michigan fans by yeah. far. <laughs> I see you always get the Michigan fans in your comments, uh, yeah. chirping, even under our stuff now. I respect, I respect them. Yeah. But, yeah. Um. I, for me, it's Ohio State easily, and for me, it's you know you go to the league, you train, and do things. You meet guys from all these schools, and they are by far, I say, them and dudes from Oklahoma, by far the cockiest dudes I've ever been around. <laughs> like I don't, I don't know what it is. It's, maybe it's the red. I don't know, but I've uh, played with, got to know a few guys, buddies of mine from both schools. So definitely Ohio State for me. Uh, and then we got we touched on the Iowa game. Yeah, Grace, but Malibu's most wanted in Iowa City. <laughs> you gotta be careful. You ever visit back? You gotta uh, keep it keep the eyes yeah. eyes behind his head. Low profile. This one, this one's a little. Uh, I don't want to say touchy, but we'll go with it. What was it like when you heard the sanctions had been lifted and the team could play in a bowl game? Twenty what was that twenty fourteen our freshman year? Was, yeah, no, it was twenty fourteen. It was our sophomore year. Sophomore year, excuse me. Because we were we opened, we opened up, up in Ireland, Ireland and that, that was supposed to be yeah, our bowl yeah, game yeah, and bowl yeah. experience. I think we got it back like two or three weeks later. Wasn't yeah. that long? Yeah, shoot. <laughs> Before we get into the bowl game, this may be sad to say, but that that freshman year. Getting like a real Christmas break, like a real student. Crazy. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> that that silly week was was yeah. top top two, well, and it wasn't two. Yeah. Well, we also came back. We didn't have a head football coach. That that we were literally just students. Just <laughs> they, they, they just they let, just us, let us, us go. We had like we had a few discretionary like a, workouts. Yeah, we had a skeleton, we had a bare bones strength and conditioning staff that was like, yeah, you guys could come in and lift if you want to for like the first three weeks. <laughs> yeah, that was a, yeah, definitely I, a good time. Any of those listeners who may or may not have ran into a group of football players during those periods of time, you either had the best time of your life or the worst time of your life. We'll keep it at that. We'll keep it at that. But when the sanctions uh, dropped, honestly, for me, my dad was always big on just. For whatever reason, he wasn't even a big college football guy. He learned football as I was kind of coming through. He he had a firm belief, like, that I was going to – he always said, you're going to play in bowl games. You'll play, like, yeah. your, your college career somehow. And when it hit, I called him. I was like, yo, you were right. Like, yeah, 
we're here now. Um, and we end up going to the pinstripe bowl, which was, which was a great game. Yeah, that was fun. I thought, I just thought, you know, that whole year was tough and then being able to cap it off with that was big. So, um, I think just having the opportunity and the NCAA trying to right the ship mm-hmm. for the guys that were there, I thought was uh, as classy of a move as they could have made. Most and I'll leave it at that. Much respect, much respect. Um, what else we got? Um, I'm sorry, I'm reading these. Surrender the flow. We don't be receiving it. They can chop all this up. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. Uh, we'll go with this. We touched on how tough it is to play in Beaver Stadium, but surrender to the flow also says, what's the toughest environment have we had to play in? I guess in the Big Ten or. Yeah. I touched on it with the guys. I never got a chance to play in Kinnick. I'm sure that was probably really tough. Um, Wisconsin was awesome. Uh, really loud, really cool environment. Um, and then Ohio State. And people don't believe me when I say this, but that uh, the first Big Ten game at Rutgers. Yeah, yeah, that was that, lit. That sucker got loud, man. Trust me, I we know. Had they, had, they had they had my head on a pitchfork in the parking lot or something. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, that was that was a tough game. I'll give you another curveball like that. Indiana. Indiana for whatever reason was just like a tough place to play. Like, I mean you look at the history yeah. of the games when I was at Penn State, all those games, for whatever reason, I mean the the, the team was always scrappy. They had random talent, like extraordinary talent sprinkled in. And those games were always close, man. They uh, they had the running back who was going crazy that year. I forget. Uh, yeah, he won number six. Yeah, but we we stopped him. I mean, we gave him the first game without a hundred. That was a big deal that week. Now it's something about the turf. That turf just hurt a little more than like. <laughs> it, it was like the weird brisk coldness of um, of Indiana, and just the turf hurt a little bit more. Yeah. I kind of never really liked playing there, and it was kind of similar to what the guys had to go through this past week. The early kind of wake up, a little different yep, yep. time, always was tough for some reason. I can see that. Different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe we can end on this one. <laughs> no name Nittany says, is Trace pursuing legal action against Bo Peripla for identity theft? <laughs> I wish we Dude. had Trace. We should have brought this with Trace. But... I know, but it's... <laughs> It is crazy. I was I was sitting there with my wife watching the game, and I was like, "Dude, this kid, like, <laughs> like the nine and all, all that, that stuff, stuff like, like super easy tee up, right? right? But, but the, the way, way he walks, walks yeah. like he has the, the same, same little, little strut, the same <laughs> little manner mannerisms, and it's kind of like it's, the, tw- the twitchiness of how he runs, like the yeah, the cuts, like, the, like, <laughs> like angry, yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, it's crazy. That is funny. So maybe yeah. Trace, maybe Trace should do that. Yeah, maybe he should. Sure. Yeah, honestly, maybe he, he should. Maybe he just line back up, suit back up. Maybe nobody even know. <laughs> yeah, doppelganger. <laughs> go, wanna, go uh, get a few more snaps. Get his get his records yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, get him back. Say Cliff, good try, bud. 
Well, actually, we'll, we'll end on this one. A little controversy, but we'll end on this one. Michigan loses a pair of four-star commitments to Kentucky. Is this any indication that the rumors Harbaugh is leaving after this season may be true? I uh, I try not to live in the world of hypotheticals. I think what Harbaugh has done has been really uh, fantastic. I think as a competitor, he's not going to go out until he at least plays in a national championship game because where he's been, he's, he's sniffed it, mm-hmm. been in the playoffs. Um, and there's just something inside of me that says that he's not – He's got. A, I mean, it's it's. He's got the best gig, dude. Yeah. I mean, he's really started to delineate a lot of the responsibilities to his coordinators. Like he's back at his alma mater. I mean, yeah, it's stressful being at Michigan, any of those types of jobs. But he, what he's done the last two years, beating Ohio State, like he's pretty much guaranteed a few more years of stability. And I think he really wants to go after that national championship game. Yeah, I'm right with you. I mean, because where would he go? Of course, the next level NFL is always enticing, but not always for some coaches, especially if it's not the right uh, op- right situation, opportunity. And as you said, I mean, he's in his alma mater and the ultimate competitor of, I got to make this happen. Like you said, he's gotten over the hump. He's beaten Ohio State the past few years. He's kind of riding high right now. After a few seasons where he maybe was on the hot seat, kind of riding yeah. high. Cade saved his, saved his job. Yeah, yeah. Took I mean, the pay cut, cut that year and made it happen. Yeah. So that'll wrap up this week's Mailbag Monday. Appreciate you guys again tuning in. Keep throwing them at us. Love the curveballs. Love the kind of detailed questions. Quarter, quarterback hand placement was good. I would have never thought of that. I mean, but I love it. Anyone we didn't get to. Keep them coming. We'll get you guys back. A lot of uh, repeat guys on here, so try to stay away from you guys this week. Um. Yo, guys, we got the merch. We have hats, shirts, hoodies. We got it all. Make sure you hit the link in the description. Check it out. You guys keep buying the merch. It allows us to produce this pod and continuing to bring you guys dope content. So go check it out. Make sure you tag us at State Media PSU. And when you get yours, make sure you shout us out. We'll give you a shout out online. Check it out. Looking forward to the support. And we appreciate you guys as always. All right, we're not done yet with Mailbag Monday. My guy Aaron Meyer, the Aaron Meyer on Twitter. Almost missed you again, but this is a great question because I definitely have something for this. He says, what is the one update that you would incorporate into the stadium renovations that you believe would benefit the program from a recruiting standpoint? And I'm going to go ahead and say we compete. We preach competing and everything. We need to compete in freaking network service and the Stadium area, whatever you want to call it. We need the A1 premium cell service everywhere. I don't care. We definitely need to improve that. Everything else, we can make more freaking suites. They just made the new suites in the stadium. All that's good and, and wonderful, but we need network service in the farms. Tailgating yeah. would be supreme. Yeah, it is tough. I get, you know, when you're trying to meet up with people, it's hard to get hard to get any type of coverage. That's a good one, B. Wouldn't have thought about that. Yeah, Aaron Meyer, man. Appreciate it. You almost went 0 for 3 on the questions, but brought you back. Appreciate it once again. <laughs>
And that's Mailbag Monday, man. No doubt. <laughs> so with that, big weekend up in Happy Valley. Trace McSorley's going to be there. Want to uh, want to try to snag a couple pictures with nine. Uh, I wouldn't discourage you all from harassing him. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he's going to love that. Uh, but no better environment. End of September, it's probably going to be really nice up there, hoodie weather. So uh, let's see what the boys got. Hopefully, hopefully they continue on that on that crescendo that they need this year to take down uh, the big boys in the East. So, so thanks, thanks for tuning, tuning in. in. This is the Pocket Podcast with Christian Hackenberg. Be Bell. And uh, you can find this anywhere where you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, yada, yada, yada. You know the line, YouTube. Um, follow us on State Media PSU for any updates. And you can also follow both of us at, at C Hackenberg one and at underscore underscore B B E L L. That's B Bell. For sure. In case you didn't know that. And, and uh, like, like, comment, subscribe, subscribe. And we're looking forward to continuing to pump out great content with you. Thank <laughs> you.